We're back in the room and you're listening to Sound Advice. Welcome everybody. Uh, my name's Steve Jones and I'm joined today by Ben Powell, who's partner at Ballard's LLP, and also Martin Adams, who is a tax partner here at Ballard's LLP. Hi Ben. Hi Martin. Hi Steve. Hi Steve. Hi, uh, thanks for joining me today. Um, so something that's always topical is tax rises um, for for businesses and for individuals. Um, and I and I suppose it's going back a couple of budgets now, there were certain tax rises that were announced. And I suppose it was so long ago now, it feels so long ago, that it's quite easy to sort of forget when those are coming in. Martin, do you want to just sort of cover off a few of those those pending tax increases or changes and, and what they might mean for everybody? Yeah, so over the last couple of years, there's been uh, a, a few key changes that uh, would affect owner-managed businesses. The first of those was, was as you state, uh, a couple of budgets ago now, which was an uh, increase of corporation tax rates for certain companies. Um, and now that's an increase to 25% compared to what is now a flat rate of 19%. The 25% rate will only affect certain companies, however, and companies with profits underneath £50,000 won't be affected by these changes. Any business with profits over £250,000 will pay the full 25%, and businesses with profits between that 50000 and 250000 band will pay a rate between... 19% and 25% on their overall profits. We've still got a little while before that one comes in, haven't we, Martin? That starts from April 2023. So it was the first rise announced, but the one that, that still hasn't kicked in yet. Yes, that's correct. That, that's only for um, periods straddling at least April 2023. So any profits falling in that post-1st uh, of April 2023 period will be subject to these new rates. Yeah, so Martin, you, you said that the corporation tax rate increases 25% for large companies, but it remains at 19% for small companies. How, how does that work from getting from 19% to 25%? So the correct way is you start with 25% and then there's a formula which brings that rate down. However, that can be simplified. So it can be looked at as any anything underneath £50,000 you're paying 19% on. And then anything in the band from £50,000 to £250,000 you're paying a 26.5% rate on. The effect of those combined rates is that by the time you get to £250,000 worth of profits, the whole profitability is then taxed at 25%, and thereafter it is just a flat 25% rate. So that's quite an increase, isn't it? 7.5% from 19% to 26.5% marginal rate is quite a jump. It, it, it is. It must be remembered that on, on your total profits, you you will never pay more than uh, 25% uh, effective rate. However, it is worth considering if you are going to fall in that band 50,000 to 250,000, if there are things to be done to mitigate against those highest rates of tax effectively. Um, and such planning might include things like pension contributions, um, uh, delaying capital allowance is now to, to increase your capital allowances going forward. And another one may be 
considering if you can enhance or if you are eligible for R&D allowances, which would be a good idea anyway, but even more important if you fall within those bands. And what's the impact on um, group structures here? Does every company get an allowance? No. So if you've got a group of companies, then you'll have one allowance for for the entire group. Um, so, for example, if you have a two-company group, that lower limit, instead of being 50,000, will be 25,000. And the upper limit, instead of being 250,000, will be half to 125,000. We have to look further than that, though. And if there are what's known as associated companies, that's companies under common control, these companies may also be taken into account uh, to reduce those thresholds. So the, the tax regime for companies is going to get a lot more complex going forward. So... Something else that we're hearing a lot about is is super deductions, Martin. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the super deduction is an enhanced capital allowance relief. So normally, if you buy some equipment, um, mo- most small business will get a full deduction in the year of purchase. Uh, currently, you can spend up to a million pounds on qualifying equipment, plants and equipment, and get 100% allowance. The super deduction allows you to have enhanced relief on top of that. So if you buy a plant, qualifying plant and equipment, which is, is, is most plant and equipment, but doesn't include cars, for example, um, then you can get a 130% deduction rather than a 100% deduction. Now, the reason for this is because the government wanted, uh, business not to delay spending on, on capital expenditure. And there may have been a temptation to do that, um, where the corporation tax rates are increasing in, in the future. So effectively, the 130% gives businesses a 25% effective corporation tax deduction now before the rates go up. I don't remember Rishi selling it like that in the budget, Martin. Um, is that perhaps a little bit cynical? Perhaps, but it, it is what it is, I think. Great. So that, that covers the corporate tax rises, which was announced a while ago. So people may have started to forget about that. What about the more recent announcements that um, national insurance and dividend tax would be going up to cover social care costs? Yes, it, these rises will have a significant impact on business, especially those that have a large labour force. So just as a reminder, this is a 1.25 increase on both employers and employees national insurance for the 20. 20- to 23 tax year from 23 from the 2023 24 tax year that then gets split out into a new standalone tax called the health and social care levy but it's effectively uh, an additional national insurance under another name so as you can see that that's going to have a material impact on on businesses with a, with a large labor force in addition to that, businesses where their owners remunerate themselves by dividends and for any dividend receiving person, in fact, there will be an extra 1.25% increase in dividend tax rates. So this will, uh, as I said, impact on those who typically remunerate themselves with dividends, as a lot of owner managed business do, as well as affecting people with large investment portfolios that are outside um, ISAs or, or protected protected structures. It seemed quite clever and unexpected to add the 1.25% on to dividends as well. I think that there was much said about national insurance, but that one seemed quite a neat trick. 
of ensuring there wasn't um, an easy way to get around the national insurance rules. Yes, specifically for owner-managed businesses, it it it's the the government's intention there was to to make it less attractive to just just set up as a company to to avoid this. There is still a benefit for owners from paying themselves as dividends because the the dividend tax rate's only gone up by one point two five percent. Whereas if they were to remunerate themselves as salary, they would their salaries, assuming large enough, would be subject to both employees and employers. Um, health and social care levy slash national insurance, depending on which year, uh, at an additional 1.25, meaning that it'd be an extra 2.5% of cost. So dividends are still the route to take for owner managed businesses, but it's become a lot more complex. The, uh, the, the calculation to, to, to work out the position on a specific circumstance. And I suppose there's still a couple of clever um, things if the structure allows. I think rental income, if you own um, a property that you rent to the business, that's not subject to the NI or dividend rises. And similarly, if you've got uh, director's loans that you've lent to the business, then charging interest also becomes um, slightly more attractive as, again, that's not subject to the 1.25%. Yes, that's, that's correct. And, um, it's not subject to national insurance at all, in fact. So if, if, if those kinds of structures are, are available based on specific circumstances, there are certainly avenues which should be considered. Um, but it very much gets down to specific advice in those scenarios. So that, that's all well and good uh, then, Martin. You know, what, what's the best advice then going forward? What's the outlook? What would you suggest that the businesses should do? Well, going forward, um, as, as we stated before, in respect of the, the corporation tax rises, um, it, it's certainly worth considering timing of pension contributions, um, considering the um, delaying of capital allowances, if, if appropriate to your business, um, and considering in, in greater detail whether, whether you are maximising any R&D uh, relief claims uh, that are possible. It's very, as we stated, it's specific to circumstances, but as, as, as a general position for owner managed businesses operating as companies, taking dividends is still going to be a preferred approach to a salary for the reasons we've discussed here. However, when, when looking at whether the choice between incorporating and not incorporating a, a partnership or a sole trade, the position is a lot, a, a lot closer. Uh, and certainly would need specific advice, but the, the additional administration of having a company may outweigh any tax savings now of operating in that um, structure, particularly if there's a reasonable amount of profits expected. Yeah, good point. Any other comments on that, Ben? No, I think it's just fair to say that what we've seen over the last few years, and this is just part of that, it is a sort of erosion of the difference between being self-employed via a company or being an employee. I think these both of these measures just further exacerbate that and you end up with a, a very similar position either route that you go down. Right, excellent. 
Martin, Ben, thanks very much for your time. I know it's a very sort of complicated um, area. And as I say, most situations have their own sort of bespoke solutions and advice. Um, if you did want to have a conversation with any of the team, use your numbers uh, 01905 794 um, Or you can get hold of your usual contact on firstname.secondname at ballardsllp.com, for example, martin.adams or ben.powell at ballardsllp. Martin, Ben, thanks for your time, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Steve.